You know, I'm sure you have a job where, if you're working, to where you probably have to, uh, from time to time, check in with the boss. I get that. I understand that, right? That 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 sets the uh, sets sets the stage, as you might say. So, um, you know, the GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven, and of course, show is streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, on Twitter slash X, whatever it is today, and on Rumble. Now, how in today? So, okay, let, let's just take. Let's take stock of what the resident says is going on in the world today. First of all, all of you domestic terrorists, well, you're all out here, out there, all, you know, and, and you're a problem. And so we're aware of you. We have the thing going on in the Ukraine, which we don't have a dog in that fight, but we're spending a lot of money to not have any dogs in that fight. We have uh, our ally, Israel, uh, which is uh, in, embroiled in a what may soon be a two-front two-front conflict. We have China out there just, you know, menacing Taiwan. And, I mean, if they were to take over Taiwan, do you remember 2021 when you couldn't find a car? Well, it, that'll make 2021 look like the good old days. Um, wouldn't you think with just the North Korea, China, Russia, all these things, don't you think that during those times, in the course of a week, you might touch base with your Secretary of Defense? We have U.S. forces under attack in the Far East, the Middle East, and we have the Navy. You know, they're occupied with the Houthis. Um, now, how does that happen? Well, first of all, uh, in his three years as president, uh, Joe Biden has spent a year of that in Delaware, just on vacation. So he's, you know, he's phoning it in. He's making Gen Z look very responsible. Um, and you can't fire the president, of course, because he gets elected. The resident, I'm sorry, the mummified meat puppet. You can fire the Secretary of Defense. And this, this reminds me of something that you would see in the Chinese chain of command. Because these guys get out there and... Uh, you know, you can buy rank in the Chinese People Liberation Army. But we get this from a guy named Fred Kaplan. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin might well be gone from the Pentagon by the end of the week. A good case can be made that he should be. In the New Year's strangest bureaucratic mystery and one of the strangest in any year, Austin, who is 70, was hospitalized on January 1st. But nobody in the White House, not even the resident, knew of the fact until January the 4th. The Deputy Secretary of Defense, Kathleen Hicks, who would stand in for him in an emergency, didn't know until January 3rd, and even then she didn't know he was in a hospital. This is no minor lapse, because U.S. military forces are on high alert in the Middle East. You got two aircraft carriers that were moved into the Mediterranean as a deterrent, and uh, if, if, if the resident want any of those forces to take offensive actions, his orders to the regional combatant commander would go through the Secretary of Defense. If Biden or his National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, called a principals meeting, Austin would represent the Defense Department. 
And Austin, like any other cabinet secretary, even like the president himself, is entitled to take all, time off for a medical emergency. But then you have to do something to make sure the chain of command stays intact. So that means he needs to tell the commander-in-chief, as well as the stand-ins and everybody else around him, what's going on. That's just the way that works. If Austin were a vital member of Biden's national security team, he would be deeply enmeshed in the decision-making on the wars in the Ukraine, in the Middle East, and... Uh, you know, you know, excuses might be made and tolerated, but the fact that Biden learned of Austin's absence after four days and the fact that Biden hadn't been in touch with him for four days during a period of round-the-clock military operations and crisis, uh, I hate to tell you this, but this is like when you shut down the government and we find out what is actually essential. Apparently, Austin isn't. So... This is nothing new. I mean, I've known this for a long time. You probably have, too. Secretary of Defense, is, uh, he's the last person in the chain to find something out, and then orders come from him and go down. He has to bounce that off of the president to get uh, actual approval for what he wants to do. He's going to sit there and confer with his generals, uh, because in some cases, this uh, whoever is the Secretary of Defense, he might never have served. So he has to, you know, he has to bounce this off of his, uh, off of his chief, his staff, and the the, the various uh, chairmen of the of the Joint Chiefs, and then they got to figure out what assets they have in place, and then they got to make the move. And all of that doesn't happen in a vacuum. You have to, you have to have something in place. Now he, he went AWOL, and he didn't even tell his secret his his his, his deputy that he was going. And according to one thing that I heard, I think this Hicks lady, she was not actually able to do the job either. She wasn't even on site. And it 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 makes me, I, this begs the question, okay? This begs the question. Since we didn't know he was here and we didn't notice, um, that he was missing. How vital is he? But more than anything else, this is a this is an embarrassment. This is this is one of these things that uh, everybody's going to sit back and go and and the world is watching. The world is watching this happen. They're watching it in real time. They watched us in Afghanistan. They're watching us with all the things we've got going on right now in the various places, the various operations we have going on right now. So, and I mean, these the, these bad players, Russia, okay, let's talk about Russia. Russia knows what we would do. They know what we'd do. They tried to uh, attack one of our, our posts with a Wagner group. Remember the Wagner group before they killed that guy? Um, they tried to attack us, and when, uh, when Austin made the phone call to his counterpart in Russia, they said, well, there's no Russian troops there, wink, wink, right? Because it was the Wagner group. It, they weren't Russian soldiers. They were, you know, mercenaries. So he said, okay, fine. And in one of his really good decisions, and, you know, credit due, credit, credit given where it's due, they mobilized and went for, for a day using Air Force assets and eliminated every Wagner soldier that was attacking this American post. And then they made another phone call and said, you are correct, comrade. There are no Russian troops in this theater. And hung up. So it's not like we're not capable, right? 
But one of the things the military does is they're going to rely on their chain of command. And that means everybody's got to be present for this. You can't just be, you know, absenting yourself from this. He got it. You know, he, he was in the hospital because he got a, uh, he got an infection. But having said all of this, I would have to say Lloyd Austin is not the actual problem. The problem is the resident. The problem is the resident. Nobody in, I mean, Pete Buttigieg got out there and he took off for two months for, uh, you know, paternal, paternal leave. Secretary of Transportation just absents himself, getting paid, but he just absents himself from his role as, and, you know, being a member of the cabinet is not the same thing as uh, digging ditches. I'm almost certain of that. I'm, I'm pretty certain that you probably have some very good perks in with this job. And uh, he just decided to be absent from that. So this is a this is a uh, an environment of sloth. There's, they are really asleep at the wheel. As a matter of fact, I'm not even sure they're in the wheelhouse. I don't think they're sure either. <laughs> when we get back, they're trying to fabricate a memory for you so that so that you will vote the correct way. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Here in the United States, we have this thing called collective memories. And collective memories are something that are, is handed down via uh, education. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Um, like slavery. None of us really know what slavery was like we 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 have history and uh, accounts of slavery we know that we have been fighting slavery we know that uh, wars were fought over slavery and we know that a lot of people died over slavery but we have no conscious memory ourselves of this firsthand it's only with what we have read or seen in various rec rec uh, representations uh, like roots amistad the color purple now we think because we've seen or read these accounts that we have an authentic memory of what some of these things would be like. Uh, when we are only remembering somebody else's opinion of what it was like, someone else's idea of what they think happened. So whether it's Alex Haley or Quentin Tarantino, you have somebody else's representation. And that's what you have now with January the 6th because they're trying to fabricate a collective memory for you. And that's why they keep recalling it. They did it with the help of ABC News and with the editors and camera crews and the post-production people to create a memory that would be played over and over in the media to create a collective memory of an insurrection. Now notice one collective memory that some of us did share that we saw in real time. It's not just a collective memory. We witnessed it. We, we felt it. For you know, You never see replays of 9-11. 
You never see replays of 9-11. Do you know why we don't see replays of 9-11? And no, it has nothing to do with the... Uh, it, because in, on that day of 9-11, before any of the other stuff started coming out of the wash, um, America united on that day. And they can't have that. They can't have America uniting. That would be problematic. So... Um, ABC also employed, they, they produced the televised hearings of the January 6th commission for several weeks. And they edited the actual J6 footage. All designed to create an altered, fabricated memory of what happened the day. Thousands of people came to Washington because they were concerned the election of 2020 had unanswered questions. Not necessarily unanswered by a non-asking media, but unanswered anyway. And there were shenanigans in the 2020 elections, like the late-night voter drops caught on film, the mail-in ballots counted at the last minute that all seemed to go for Biden, even from districts that had voted overwhelmingly for Trump in 2016, the water pipe explosion in Atlanta that forced the evacuation of a tallying center. That, and then it turned out there was no pipe burst or flooding after all. We were just told that. And we know that the FBI had hundreds of embedded FBI agents in the crowd. It was like a movie production that was done for the specific purpose of being able to create and fabricate a memory of an insurrection that never occurred. It's the same thing. This is the same thing. Have you ever seen where people get out there and say, well, you know, our moon landing was televised on a TV lot. We didn't really go to the moon. We've never been out there off the ground, you know. That's that's what is uh, that's what is actually being done by the fake stream medium. And half the people in the country believe that we had a real insurrection because they've been given a memory. And it keeps getting re reinforced over and over again. And the resident admitted last week we saw the tapes played over and over again repeatedly. We saw it with our own eyes. Just like the towering inferno. Right? Most of the video depositions have been erased or they have disappeared according to FBI administrators. They've lost hours of video. Liz Cheney says she doesn't know what happened to the original tapes. Do you think the the residents FBI is going to perform a really serious search? But now we all have a collective memory of what we saw on television and only that. And history will forever give preference to the ABC coordinated version of events. But that's not what it was. The rioting was composed of a handful of mostly unarmed people who got stirred up among over 100,000 otherwise peaceful protesters who were just standing around. And uh, frustration was high due to a lack of law presence in the crowd. And unbeknownst to most people at the time, there was FBI all over the place. But their job was not to quell them, but to stroke them up, you know, to get them stirred up. And then uh, one of the Capitol Police struck a protester. Another one shot and killed Ashley Babbitt. Barricades were being penetrated in one area of the Capitol building, but mostly everywhere else people were protesting peacefully. And those scenes of the barricades and broken glass remain, but anything else that day ended up on the cutting room floor. Even the part where Donald Trump was calling for a peaceful rally. Even the part where Donald Trump was still speaking when all of this was happening. And now, now we know that the Justice Department has announced everyone at the Capitol is now subject to arrest for protesting or for just showing up. 
And, you know, we're actually entitled to show up because of our protected First Amendment, right? So that, of course, is unconstitutional, what they're doing. But the fabricated memory of these events is what persuades many of the to gloss over what is happening. The insurrection memory. we got to make sure this never happens again. The resident is out there greenlighting the hunting down of American citizens, of deniers. Just the other day, uh, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson was accused of being an election denier. Like somehow or other, all the other times that the, the left has denied, that didn't actually happen. Even though, you know, Jamie Raskin was out there fighting the certification of it in 2016, but now it can't possibly be fought. So, you know, I heard the other day that Michelle Obama was terrified. Maybe what should terrify Michelle Obama is not Donald Trump, but how the United States is becoming a police state under the resident. And this will continue. Another four years of... Uh, the resident will mean that we continue to move dictatorially along as he's allowed to weaponize the media and the Justice Department to go after everybody that doesn't like him. And here's the point I'm going to make about this. Some of you are out there and you don't like Donald Trump. I understand that. I get it. There's some things I don't like about Donald Trump. You don't like Ron DeSantis. I get it. There's some things I don't like about him. You don't like Nikki Haley. I get it. There's a lot of things I don't like about her. Chris Christie, he don't count. So let's look at these three. Uh, even if you hate any of those three people, you've got to admit that the America that we're currently living under, with the resident Joe Biden in place, is not the America that you want, no matter how much you may hate the other three. And that's a simple fact. The other thing is that uh, there are no saviors here. Understand that. There's no saviors here. There's only going to be uh, a change in the direction of the fight. But the fight will go on. It will always go on. So, bear all of that in mind. No matter how you feel about the people running for the Republican nomination... This is not the America that you want. And this is why I hope and plead that whoever the Republican nominee is, we all get behind because this is not the America that we want. Failure to do that means we acquiesce, that we just give in, that we surrender. And I'm not ready to surrender. I'm never going to be ready to surrender. Not while I'm breathing anyway. So, just wanted to put that little bug in your ear. We're going to go back to uh, we're going to go back to the Secretary of Defense and get into the details of this because the details are where things get really, really uh, frightening. Yeah, that would be the way to put it. The, because the details are that's where the devil is. This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, Twitter slash X. 
Is it X now? Is is Maestro? Is it just X? Yeah, it's just X now. Somebody needs to be fired who came up with that particular title <laughs> for that. I, what do you want to call the new thing now that I bought it there, dude? I don't know. It could be X. It was Elon, wasn't it? Yeah, well, Elon bought it, but I mean, he's the one that came up with the name X. I believe, I believe so. Okay, I could be wrong on that, but I don't that know. Just proves you can have a lot of money and still be stupid. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 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 and of uh, yeah, also on Rumble. Now the news is that when Kathleen Hicks became the new acting deputy secretary of defense, or she became the secretary, the acting secretary of defense, she was actually on vacation in Puerto Rico, imbibing on the mojitos. While Austin was incapacitated. Now, you you you've heard before, like when when Ronald Reagan got shot, right, and uh, he had to be put under to be uh, operated on. They had to swear in G George H. W. Bush as acting president because the chain of command could not go unfulfilled, right? This was unfulfilled, and this. Happened in an administration where, you know, uh, as you guys call him on the text line, Pete Bootyjidge, he took his time off for his maternity leave. The president has spent 40% of his time napping on the beach while a, uh, a bunch of global crises um, have failed to rise to cancel the vacation level. And, you know, for us to sit back and expect to see anything competent coming out of the residence administration is... Well, we're setting ourselves up at the very best for disappointment, aren't we? But there's a deeper lesson to be learned from this than the surface-level reminder that the uh, current administration is full of a bunch of losers. Uh, and this is, why didn't it matter that he wasn't on duty? What does it mean when you have what is you would think is an essential employee when they stop doing their essential work for days on end and nobody notices. Does this mean that those that are elected to govern us aren't, or govern us aren't really governing anything? Have they become a bunch of worker bees with no central leadership and with individuals doing this instinctively for the health of the bureaucracy? We've got 2.9 million federal employees working under our taxpayer-funded egress, our, our, our largesse or whatever you want to, whatever S it is. Uh, do they go about their business of expanding and protecting a hive even when the president is on a beach in Delaware? Does the military not need direction from the Secretary of Defense because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't need new direction anyway? Have the bureaucrats become members of the Washington Hive and Americans second? Are they doing everything they can just to protect their bureaucracy, regardless of what is best for America? And do they fill the leadership vacuum left by Biden appointees, or do they resist external leadership entirely? Like Donald Trump, remember, they resisted him all the time. With, was he in control when they when the FBI surveilled him and set a perjury trap for his national security advisor? 
or when the Department of Justice initiated the Mueller investigation and the Deputy Attorney General offered to wire wear a wire in a Trump sting operation, or when a lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Army decided his Ukrainian foreign policy superseded that of the president, or when Milley got out there and contacted his Chinese counterpart to assure him that there would be no surprise attacks. See, the Hive perceived Donald Trump as a threat. And they're still stinging those who might send him or someone like him back to Washington. So when a Washington prosecutor B asks a jury of bees to sting a January 6th defendant, they all sting him. Evidence and the rule of law are irrelevant because the welfare of the hive is up in the air. And now we have to ask the question, has the control of the government through elections become an illusion? Are we now living in a bureaucratic matrix which allows us our fantasy of self-governance while it advances the interests of the hive? This is why they don't replay 9-11. This thing that they do, which is have us looking at each other, divide and conquer, right? This thing they do does not work if we quit looking at each other and look at them. But... If the public comes to the realization that Big Brother is a menace, would they deny our, our electoral choices to defend democracy, of course? Would they censor freedom of expression to protect us from disinformation? Would they steal our property rights so we can own nothing and be happy? Would they deluge us with foreign invaders so that we can know diversity? Would they cancel our freedom of association to sp prevent the spread of viruses and diseases? Would they attempt the removal of our elected leadership because the left views the Constitution and its limits as just that sacred? Would they prosecute and imprison non-criminals because insurrection almost killed the democracy? Look at the evidence. Look at what you see. Very simple thing. It's a, this is math. This is you know this is this is first grade math. This is not some complex mathematical equation that's going to solve the problem of uh, you know warp drive. This is very simple, fundamental math. One plus one. And you and I, we sit here and we burn a lot of energy on Democrat and Republican mudslinging and political organizing and voting for figureheads. And the hive is ignoring this. This is where things become dicey. Because at some point, we're going to, some people are going to wake up. Some of us are already waking up, right? There's one reason. There's one big reason that I prepare the way I prepare to do what I'm preparing to do. In the manner I'm doing it. Because they're going to leave us no option. And it's not going to be one of these things where we have to get out there and fight pitched battles all over Wade Hampton Boulevard or nothing. What would probably happen is a, a lot of people would get up and it would be the Bundy Ranch, except it would be around the perimeter of D.C. And we simply will not let anything go in or come out. That's how simple it could be. It's just that simple. So, their reach and overreach and their power acquisition is going to continue unabated until we all become of the same mind and look at them in the same way and regard them the way a warrior would, which is as a detriment to our society that we fight to preserve. 
And until that happens, it's just going to continue more and more and more. The cat's out of the bag. They're not essential. We don't need them. We've never needed them. We made them. They did not make us. They are not America. We are America. They can stick that in their pipe and smoke it. When we get back, and I just heard Roger talking about this, we now have on TV, if you find the right channel, we now have an example of what a real insurrection looks like. So please, please, while you're going with that fabricated memory, tune into that and look at that so that we can jar jar this, uh, this foolish thought out of your brain. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Now, one thing you should pay attention to if you go watch this clip is notice how the these Ecuadorian insurrectionists look just like Antifa. <laughs> and, and make that a lesson learned, right? Uh, yesterday, a live broadcast by an Ecuadorian television station was interrupted as a bunch of Antifa masked gunmen invaded the studio. I've thought about this. When I was stationed in Europe for the three years I was there, when it got as cold as minus 20 on some days during the winter, when it started snowing in September, the first year I got there, and snowed every day on till March, I never wore one of those full-face masks with only my eyes and my nose showing. Never wore one of those. So I've decided that if somebody comes diddy-bopping up to me in a, a balaclava, dressed in black, well... Let me show you my gun I'm carrying today. So don't come diddy bopping up to me on this, okay? Uh, but hey, in Ecuador they did. They 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 got out. They they brought their they brought their guns and they accosted a bunch of staffers before the feed cut out. Then they gestured at the camera and somebody could be heard yelling, "No police!" The national police said on social media it was evacuating the public channel studio and. Guayaquil, a, uh, verifying the condition of staff there and reestablishing order. They confirmed 13 arrests and police social media posts showed photos of young men lying on the floor with their hands zip-tied behind their backs. This followed the kidnappings of at least seven police officers and a series of explosions a day after Naboa declared a state of emergency. That's what is real insurrection. They used guns and explosives. They attack people with lethal force. They take politicians, police officers, soldiers, and civilians as hostages. That's real insurrection. Seven police officers were kidnapped in three separate incidents in the southern city of Machala, Quito, and Los Rios. Police said there were explosions in the provinces of Esmeraldas and Los Rios, while mayor's offices in the cities of, of Suenca and Quito Confirmed others and the Attorney General's office said it was investigating one in Guayaquil. Local media has also reported explosions in Loja and Mashala. Eleven prison guards had been taken hostage over the past two days, but they have been released. But 139 guards and other staff are still being held, and some Ecuadorians demanded action beyond the state of emergency. Now, what happened January 6th? On its if they were not FBI, right, the ones that showed up January the 6th that actually went in and did anything, those guys were hooligans, but they were not insurrectionists. You don't go to an insurrection without some guns and some bombs 
and some murderous intent, right? You know, during this, now we saw insurrection here in the United States. We saw it during the summer of love where we saw the rioters looting and burning and, you know, people dying. That was an insurrection. People doing this, uh, you know, these were not the extreme MAGA supporters. All of them exclusively came from the political left. Some are useful idiots. There's a lot of people that will simp on the American side for terrorists and others are committed socialists or Hamas supporting Islamic fundamentalists. Here's the problem. This is the problem for them. And they would never admit this to you because they would say, oh, well, he's calling for this and he's calling for this. Uh, if they were to ever come around the corner and I could have 10 guys and outfit them the way I want them to be outfitted, equip them the way I want them to be equipped, they can be 200 of them and 11 of us and we win. Simple fact. Because these kind of guys are one one common thread amongst terrorists and Antifa and all this other stuff. They only work when they're fighting somebody that can't fight back. If somebody can fight back, then things fall apart rapidly. And then we become, what is it we become? We're, we're, we're violating their rights. We're doing this. We're doing that. Now, weren't you just trying to spray me down with a with a bunch of bear spray and then hit me over the head with a, with a belt, with a uh, bike lock or something? Uh was that denying me any rights, by the way, when you were doing that? Simply because I don't agree with you. Simply because I don't believe what you believe. Now, you can, you, you can, you can bet that President Naboa, President of Naboa of Ecuador, he would be breathing quite easily if the gangs in Ecuador were uh, doing no more than stealing some staplers and taking selfies in the country's capital, walking between the silk ropes, yeah, you could. He, he would be sitting there. Oh yeah, this is nothing. So, if an insurrection were to actually occur, it will occur after the next election if the resident is unelected and some Republican. And it doesn't matter who it's going to be. At this point, it doesn't matter who it's going to be. So, come November time, be prepared because. It will start and it will be carried out by the left. And it will be finished by somebody other than the left. You can rest assured of that one. Because I think we've just about gotten to that point of no return where, you know, I, I, I'm done putting up with some of this stuff. I, I, I really am. I, you know, I did not give this country my life, my youth of my life to watch it fall apart because a bunch of people want to get out there and think Marxism is the way to go. I can be a woman if I want to be. And, uh, you know, you know that my Ford F-150 is going to kill the planet. I'm just not playing that game. Just not going to do it. Uh, and as I go along not playing the game, I'll be back here not playing it tomorrow in about 22 hours between, you know, between now and then. So the good part is that you are listening to News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.